back to Here's Adelio. My name is Taylor Harris and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining us today. In today's episode, I interview one of my really great friends, Corrine Robertson. And in today's episode, we dive into dating apps, expectations and how to date as a Christian, and what you do to take those next steps of commitment, which is engagement and marriage. Today's episode is super fun. I'm super glad that you guys are here to listen um, to Corrine and the advice she's going to give and just the insight she gives into our, her relationship. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome. Thanks for joining the podcast. Um, if you just want to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are as a person. That'd be awesome. So I'm Corrine Robertson. Currently am a full-time student with Liberty University Online transitioned from going to Point Loma Nazarene University. I graduated with an Associates of Sociology and Criminal Justice, and I'm now doing Strategic Intelligence with Liberty. So I'm doing that as well as working full-time for an automotive company, which is something I never thought that I would be doing um, as a 21-year-old, but it's fantastic, and it's allowing me to pay off college as I'm taking it, which is huge so I don't have to go into any more debt um and I'm living with my parents which I did not think I would be doing again as a 21 year old but here we are um and it's been kind of awesome I have very amazing parents and they have not made it seem like I'm a 17 year old living with them which is fantastic and I pay rent so that does help too I think as well yeah, yeah you're more that's of what I'm doing right now nice absolutely Yep. Yeah, you're like, I'm sacrificing. <laughs> Money's going away. That means I am an adult. People are taking it and I'm suffering. So <laughs> not just the government. It's also my parents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're working for an automotive. Is that what you said? Automotive comp- company? Yes. So what so exactly is your position? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like a small parts person. Um, so I go around to uh, the easiest example I can give is I work with like Mercedes over in Rockland and um, they've got parts that they buy from us as well as um things from like absorbent mats to certain like screws or electrical connectors so really anything they need to fix a car or to keep a shop running um is bought with our company i work with a company their name is worth which is german um it's not very well known in the united states but it's like a multi-billion dollar company worldwide so it's a pretty awesome gig. Um, I've learned a lot about cars that I did not think I would know anything about. Um, but I did a lot of like sales, quote unquote sales in high school um, and a little bit in college. So it's transferred over pretty well and I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. I get to drive everywhere, which is awesome. Nice. And yeah, so you were at Point Loma and now you're at Liberty. My cousin goes to Liberty. So that's super fun. Um, but you're fully online, correct? Yes, fully online, which is so nice. Perfect. So you're a full-time student, you are full-time adult, and you're a full-time worker, and a full-time fiancé, which is super exciting. So tell us a little bit about how you and your fiancé met and what that experience has been like so far. So I moved back home um, August of 2020 after um, kind of just deciding I didn't want to be spending money to live on campus. Um, It would be cheaper if I moved home and all the classes were already online with Point Loma. So I was basically like, I'm going to finish my time out at home and then figure out what I want to do from there. Um, and I was on dating apps because I moved home and I was like, I'm never going to meet a guy. 
I'm living with my parents kind of turned into this woe is me. Um, and surprisingly enough, I met my fiance Luke on Tinder, which was a very weird conversation to have with my father a couple weeks in. Um, but we instantly kind of, well, he super liked me, I will say that, but then we started talking and quickly, you know, discovered that both of us really loved the Lord and weren't looking to divulge into the hookup culture. Um, and we went on our first date on September 23rd and he asked me to be his girlfriend then and there. And we've been dating since then. Wow. Now I'm not dating, but still dating. But still dating. It's like the advanced dating where you get a little bit more shiny objects. Yeah. We joke that it's like the premium, premium version of dating. That's so awesome. That's so true. Yeah. You're paying a little bit more to be with that person, but it's super exciting because you get way more benefits in the future. Um, yeah. So with Tinder, that is a little interesting. And it's really funny that you mentioned like having that conversation with your father, because Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I've been on dating apps before and I'm sure every like majority of people have, and most of the time you don't, find anything but I have a few friends like you included who have been really successful in finding like really great men and women on the app so it's really how did you see that like see Luke and you're like hmm, like what did you do to kind of pick out seeing if he was a good guy or if he was just like in it for the wrong reasons yeah so um it's actually interesting I I was having this conversation with another friend the other day um because I feel like there's a lot of stigma, especially in the Christian community, especially at Christian colleges, being on dating apps. It's like a big no-no, like, oh, you can't find a good person on there. Um, and I had been kind of, I was keeping it very low key when I was on dating apps, when I was going to Point Loma, um, because again, I felt kind of like people were like, oh, well, there's no good people on there and, you know, da, da, da. Um, So I'd had some experience. I had already kind of been able to tell red flags from guys um, just on dating apps. And the biggest one that Luke didn't have was he didn't ever ask for my Snapchat like first thing. It was, what's your phone number? And that instantly is huge because guys can't be like, oh, can you send photos? Because people don't really send photos over iMessage. And if you do, it's like your gal friends and it's, you know, it's not really- Look at me and my- pumpkin pie that I'm eating right now yeah you sound like the weirdest selfies um so that was the biggest thing that he did um that others didn't was just actually wanting to get to know me and before again he even asked my snapchat we had a facetime call um which we literally just sat and talked with each other for like two hours just about our families and all of that so I think you can find those guys just by how they want to interact with you. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, guys can ask for whatever under the sun, but if they're just wanting to get to know you and genuinely know who you are, you'll be yeah. able to tell quickly. Yeah, it definitely sounds like he was really intentional from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if like you have to be a lot more intentional through a dating app, because if you are trying to pursue a girl in the way that he has, you have to put up making sure like, okay, how am I going to go about this so that she doesn't just ignore me, you know, and just be like, me another message. So that's really cool. And when you guys matched on Tinder, was he in California around San Diego or was he somewhere else? So he was actually, he's stationed at Beale Air Force, which is about 45 minutes away north of Rockland. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was already up here and I was up here. He had actually just 
moved and been stationed out here like two weeks prior to us meeting. So he was very new to California um, and is originally from uh, like around Nashville, Tennessee. So this was his first time really being submerged into California. Um, and I because you know there can be some crazy people in this state yeah <laughs> especially coming from Tennessee yeah. I know um a, like Jason's mom is moving oh, yeah. to Tennessee so definitely big culture changes so you were in Northern California just came back from college because online he had just moved you guys met on tinder so and then you had your date and did you say yes to being his girlfriend after the first date I did I I said I said yes and in my head, I was like, this can either go really great or this is going to go awful and I'm going to get my heart broken. But yeah. I was like, okay, he has no doubts in his mind about it. So let's just go for it. Yeah. So you were like all in either way. You weren't lukewarm. That's good. Um, no. yeah, yeah. So you guys dated for how long before he popped the question? Um, so when we first started dating, he had said that God really was weighing on his heart to wait a year before getting engaged. Um, he had had some prior relationships where, you know, the girls end up cheating or it's just very toxic environment. And that really comes out within that year of dating. Um, and so I was like, all right, that's, you know, I can't really argue with God on that one. Like I'm going to, you're the man of the relationship. So I trust um, the guidance he's giving you. Yeah. Um, but he ended up proposing on September 19th. So just a couple of days before our one year, but yeah. he was like, I can't wait any longer. And yeah. I was like, all right. Cool. Yeah. You're like, I went, I trust you. I trust God. And ultimately it's your choice because I don't choose when you get Absolutely. down on me. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I know one thing that is obviously as a Christian couple and just as who you are as a person and the relationship that you have with your parents, Obviously, I know that their say would probably have impacted just your relationship a lot. So how is the relationship between your parents and him? And what did they say when you got engaged or were thinking about it? So it was, I mean, having Luke here and me being here with my parents has been, I think, um, a gift that I didn't even realize was going to be so amazing because I never really dated in high school. And so this was really the first boyfriend that was fully at home. And my parents got to, and have had, and have gotten to watch us just grow as a couple. Um, and my parents' marriage is amazing. And, you know, they've had their ups and downs just like any couple, but having that wisdom and guidance from the two of them has been huge. And I know it definitely took time for my dad and my mom to get used to, okay, this could be, you know, the guy that Crane ends up marrying. But mm -hmm. um, I don't know, after you spend so much time with a person, having them around, I think Luke's intentions continued to be very clear that he was here to, to marry and not to just, you know, waste everyone's time. Um, and I also don't think he would have dove deep into the family had he had those intentions. So right. um but my parents were excited. My mom did ask to wait until um, I was 21, which worked out. I turned 21 in July, so it was no big deal. Um, but they they were both excited about it and, and have been really supportive. Yeah. That's awesome. And your brother's been equally supportive? Yes. My brother um, and Luke get along amazingly. And Luke will say that he, that Samuel is like the little brother he never got to have. And 
that just warms my heart as a sister, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's, oh, that's so sweet. And it, what is interesting is that your mom wanted you to wait till you're 21. Cause I think even at 21 for a lot of people that does seem still like a really young age. So do you often get the comment like, you're so young, why are you getting married? Why are you like wasting all these amazing years and settling down? What do you think about statements like that? And how do you approach those people? So I think really like it's case by case, you know, there's girls like, you know, Bella Robertson who just got married and she's like 19. And there's, I think there's some women that we grow up a lot faster than others. Um, Just myself living alone for when kind of the whole pandemic happened. I grew up exponentially through that time just by having to pay bills myself. I got in like a minor car accident that I had to deal with myself, like lots of life things happened. And so I really grew up in that time. Um, But I think women, you know, that are maybe younger age wise, have these like older souls. And I myself think that I am an old soul. And so this idea of getting married, maybe at 21, um, doesn't freak me out as much, mostly because it's like, well, I know that I want to spend the rest of my life with Luke, and why not start that adventure now? Yeah. Um, But I do think women that have those like old souls, there's just something about like, well, I don't really want to spend my twenties in the club. I really don't want to spend my twenties, you know, dealing with heartbreak. And I found this amazing person that, you know, God has used the vessel of Tinder to help me find, you know, why not be excited about it? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. The vessel of Tinder. I think it's such a funny, like how oftentimes um, dating relationships now or marriage relationships um, start with, yeah, well, he DM me on Instagram or we met on this social media app. And it's funny because compared to just even like 20 years ago, that would never be the case. But mm-hmm. just the generation we're in now, like so much beauty can come from that. But it's just, it seems way more simplistic to meet that way, but it also becomes way more complicated because a lot of people can put on that facade and all that jazz. But it sounds Absolutely. like you had a good one. Um, Speaking of the one, how did you know, I think we brushed a little bit on this, but like, how did you know that he was the one? Man, I think the biggest um, was just realizing that, um, you know, the, man, so our love languages can be like acts of service or physical touch, like all that. And I think the moment I really realized that Luke was the one is, any of those five love languages, he could love me and I felt loved and I could love him in that way. And even if it was me buying him a t-shirt I saw at Target that I thought he'd like, or him taking me out to a nice dinner, no matter what it was, I felt love. Um, And we dealt with some things too, as a couple, you know, in that year period, you go through a lot. And there was one experience where we were going to get some photos taken of us and his jeep got stuck in the mud because we were trying to off-road and we kind of in that moment had to go okay we have like 30 minutes to get out of this mud and he just was like crane I need you to start putting rocks under the tires I'm gonna go see if this guy can get a hitch and pull us out and so in that moment of like chaos he was able to like be like okay it's gonna be fine calm Mm -hmm. down we're gonna make it go grab some stuff is what I need you to do. I'm going to go do this. And we ended up getting out in perfect time and it was totally okay. But that was one of those moments too, where I was like, okay, this man is a leader and knows 
how to best lead me and life isn't going to be easy. I'm sure there's going to be other moments, you know, metaphorically where we get stuck in the mud, but I knew being able to get through hard situations like that with him was, you know, going to, he was going to be the one then. Yeah. Was that your engagement photos? Did that happen? No, that was actually some, we got taken in January just with a photographer and um, yeah, I, I thought I was going to lose my mind. I but. just pictured you like in a, like your cute white dress and your hat, just like yeah. throwing rocks under the Jeep tire. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would die. That's no, so stressful. not the engagement photos. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. No, that's always really stressful. Any sort of situation that has to deal with like you're running late and there's a time constriction, but knowing that you have someone who can be decisive and diligent is so important. So that's really, yeah, that's really cool. Um, and so let's see. One thing that I do want to touch on too, so obviously in that year period of you guys dating, when you said obviously, you know, things from past relationships come up or you learn things about each other, was there any fear from him or fear from you about um, cheating? I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but I know he has in his past relationships. So was there any fear of that? And how did you guys deal with that and kind of overcome that? Yeah, so I had been cheated on once before. Um, and he had, I think a couple of times, um, we joked that it was like every girlfriend, but it's not every girlfriend, but that's the joke that it was. Cause there so many of them did. Um, Dang. but for the two of us, you know, I, I joke, but we spend a lot of time together. And so we say that there's not really time to cheat on each other because if we're not spending a night together at my house or, you know, up at base doing stuff. Um, I'm here with my family and he's on base playing video games as he should with his bros, you know? So I never had a fear and neither did he, I think just because of the vulnerability we had at the beginning with each other of that hurt in the past. And both of us, you know, saw each other as sons and daughters of Christ. And we wanted to respect you know, who we are in God and who we are to each other. And, you know, I, I think it's awful when people cheat on each other. Um, And I always knew that if I came to a place where I was really struggling with my relationship with Luke, I would much rather have that conversation of like, I'm in pain, I need help and allow him to help the situation and then maybe break up. But I knew that I was never going to cheat. And so then I also gave him that benefit of the doubt. Um, And I've told him many times, you give me no reason to worry. So why should I worry? Um, If you start giving me reasons to worry, then maybe I will. But right now, I don't have any reason to because he's very truthful. And he also really doesn't do a lot that makes me scared, which is great. So It's like, don't create a problem out of something when there's nothing wrong. Just that fear and anxiety can cause you to create something out of nothing. And that just causes more problems. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like you guys have a really good relationship built on trust. And that's Mm -hmm. so important to build any relationship. Was there any time that you guys were long distance or have you always been in the same place? Oh man, there was um, a two week period. He was gone for a tech technical training with the air force um but no and i i think that's one of the things too that really helped from his past is he had done a lot of long distance and he was like i just don't think i even had the energy left to do that um and it definitely takes special people 
like yourself and Jason to be <laughs> able to do long distance. And I, one of my really good friends, Emma and her boyfriend, Brock are also doing long distance. And it's, I'm, there's special kudos to, to couples, especially like you and Jason, where like, not only is he military and you're in college, but there's definitely a land gap between the two of you. But no, Luke and I have been very fortunate to not have to do any long distance at all, really. Yeah, it definitely is not super fun. There's lots of mm. things that I've learned that have been super amazing. Mark communication is great and definitely wouldn't change it, but um, it's definitely hard sometimes. But you know, yeah, God has a plan for everything. And so I'm just trekking along and riding the roller coaster. But and it makes those times you're together so much sweeter. And I've noticed that just on what you guys do when you're with each other. And it's, it's very sweet. It makes my heart happy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, mine too. He's pretty great. Back to you. Um, so you are a full-time student, like we covered, full-time adults, full-time job. How are you managing planning a wedding on top of all of the things you're doing already? Um, so my mother bought me a book to help <laughs> me plan, which has been great. Um, the other thing I'm very fortunate for is, again, being home, having both my parents here, um, Luke has been super helpful throughout that process of, since we are having the wedding in Tennessee, it's his home roots. He knows that area a lot more than I do. Um, and that just adds another layer of things that I don't know. Um, yeah. But also his mother and father have been huge helps too, because they've been so deep in their community there in Tennessee that um, there's roots that will help and have been helping build the wedding. Um, that I could never just like scrounge off Yelp. So it's been stressful, but the great thing is I think God has given me the gift to compartmentalize. So when I need to do school, I can do school. And then if I want to stay up for an hour and look at wedding stuff, cool. Um, but just, man, writing stuff out in planners are a gift from the Lord. I will say that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I am. I mean, I'm all on the, I love weddings and I love a lot of jazz, but thinking about doing that with school and all of the things that I have going on, and I can't even imagine doing that with everything you have going on. Has it been um, difficult at all based on his military schedule? Because that in it of itself is like a whole other world and a whole other job that he just, you know, you're going to be a part of, but has that been hard kind of I don't know if you can hear the plane. Can you hear the plane? Just a little bit. It's funny. Yeah, it's okay. We <laughs> speaking of the Air Force. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it hasn't been hard at all with the military situation. Um, there's definitely. Well, we just got out of fire season, so Luke's job um is basically disaster management. So if there's fires or chemical agents, like anything and everything under the sun that could go wrong, like that's what Luke's job is in the Air Force. Um, so during fire season, it's a little stressful because he could be supposed to get off work at four and then all of a sudden there's a fire. And so right. then he's working till whenever the fire is contained. So, um, it's not always stressful. I'm very thankful that he has like the typical chair force job. And I say that with the utmost respect because, you know, there are jobs that are a lot more difficult but um, he loves what he does and he gets to teach a lot, which is awesome. Um, and just tell people about, you know, how to not make mustard gas and all that good stuff. But great. thankfully he, he's really great too at compartmentalizing of when he needs to focus on work and then the wedding, but 
he works a typical eight to four, which is fantastic. Um, and I praise God for that almost every day that I get to just know when he's off and get to go see him and, and yeah. spend time with him. But yeah, not anything too crazy, but I say that. And then we could have, you know, flooding in the next two weeks. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you guys seem like, well, you're really, I feel like you're a really chill person and you're kind of just like a, it's happening. We have to deal with it and we're going to move on yeah. and it's going to be fine. So it sounds like this is a perfect situation for you and a perfect man and a perfect occupation. Um, Another thing with the military is obviously there's a lot of benefits to getting married and being together because you get financial benefits to that. What did you guys do during your dating relationship to kind of um, keep those Christian values of waiting till marriage and not being together and not just jumping the gun? Um, what did you do to kind of preserve those things? Yeah, so I think um, one of the biggest pieces of advice I got from one of my older gal friends is just. Um, it's really fun to play house, but that starts to really blur the lines. Um, and just as a as a couple, when there were times where we're like, wow, um, I wish we could just be, you know, living together and not having to deal with me driving up to see you 45 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. It was just that reminder of God has amazing blessings he wants to give us and the best way to achieve those is just by following what he's asked for our lives um and I I had a couple of months where I was like it would just be so nice to like maybe even live in the same house like we don't have to live in the same rooms or whatever and I was talking to one of my gal friends and she's like why even tempt yourself you know yeah. and she brought up the story of the woman at the well and how Jesus called out she's like you're living he, you know, he told to her, you're living with a man who you're not married to. And, you know, when she was telling me this, I'm like, wow, I never even thought of that. Like, why, why do that? And why ruin something that's supposed to be for marriage um, and ruin it and make it happen earlier? Um, so one of the things that we've, we've just, you know, held on is that we are going to wait to live together until we're married. Um, and you know, many other things come along with that waiting till marriage, but that was the big one because it's a lot easier with the military, um, with, you know, when they live off base, they get paid to live off base. And so yeah. it's like, that sounds awesome, but yeah. <laughs> at the same time, it's like really easy to blur that line. Yeah. So that was something as a couple, we're like, we're going to just stick with that. And, um, it's helped it you know, I hate to say it, but it makes us look good to the rest of our family members. You know, yeah. they know that we're following what the Lord wants for us. And that's huge. Perception is everything. So yeah. yeah. Perception is reality. My dad always says that. And it's like hard because yeah. I'm this, I mean, at the end of the day, you're like, I'm, I know that I'm doing the right thing and just that. And I want to just be with you. And, you know, but it sounds like you guys are following all of the right steps and maintaining those Christian values and just really being exemplary people so that's really great because it's really hard I mean it is yeah it sucks. especially in the military I mean there's just so many benefits to that so it's so mm -hmm. tempting but the fact that you guys are really sticking true to what you believe in and wanting to maintain those boundaries is just I feel like really going to bust your relationship so I'm super excited for you um amen to that yeah amen snaps all the jazz um another question that we have um as we start to wrap up is What's some advice that you were given leading up to marriage and was it true or not? Hmm. I think the biggest thing that Luke and I know is, you know, people always said, they're like, oh, you're going to 
fallout of the honeymoon stage and and I will easily admit that I have not yet I don't know when I will but I'm sure it'll happen eventually but it hasn't happened yet and it's been over a year so um for us it's just knowing that when we get into an argument or we have a disagreement um it doesn't have to be a fight right and the biggest thing and best piece of advice that I've gotten is you don't look at a problem as you versus Luke. It's us versus the problem. Um, and Satan can use anything and everything against a couple. Um, and he does and he will. And the best thing that Luke and I know is that no matter what Satan tries to use or whatever life throws at us, that as long as we're standing next to each other, and are looking at the problem together and not looking at each other as the problem, we are gonna we're gonna make it through whatever life throws our way. That's cool. And I feel like because you're saying that that you guys have really applied that and it's been true to your even your dating relationship, not that it has to be used just in the context of marriage. Absolutely. That's really awesome. Yeah, that's a big thing. I mean, I think the number one things that tear apart relationships is sex and money and so obviously Mm. one of those things you probably haven't had to deal with yet but being able to tackle problems together strategically and view the problem versus as the problem versus as each other is huge I think that's going to be a huge asset to your relationship and I feel like I'm learning so much from you right now I'm like taking notes yeah but it's good too because when you when you have problems and you truly love the person that you're with um it's hard to get mad at them. Like when I look at Luke in the face, like the last thing I want to do is, is yell and scream and get upset at him because I love him. And Mm -hmm. so even if that means, you know, in those moments, I just have to be really quiet. And I've learned so much humility through dating is that he is not the problem there. There may be a problem that seems like it's coming from him, but it's not him. It's outside of him. So that's been huge. And We've never had a big blow up fight because of that. And I don't think we ever will. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, what you said about feeling like you're still in the honeymoon phase, I think it's like, there's such a, I wouldn't want to say stigma, but just everybody, I think, thinks that there's a certain way that things play out. It's like six months of honeymoon phase. And then from that point on, it's either, you know, you want to be with that person or you're like, this person isn't for me, but I feel like for relationships are just so different so I think that sometimes the honeymoon stage can probably play out I mean obviously I'm not a 40 year old woman who knows a ton about long relationships but for you and for me and for I'm sure a lot of people it just feels like if you find the right person the honeymoon stage just seems to continue to play out as long as you're dying to yourself and choosing that person and choosing to love them so absolutely yeah you hit that right on the head <laughs> thank you you know me and hammers Nah. You are a 40-year-old woman in your soul. Am I? With <laughs> thank all the you. advice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Hopefully I don't look like one, but actually my mom is, I think almost 52 and she looks pretty good. So if I look like that, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. But as we um, wrap up, is there anything, any advice or anything else that you would just like to share with the listeners about dating, marriage, military, life? Um, I would just say, don't let people say a dating app doesn't work (laughs) and you know don't let the stigma surrounding maybe Christianity and the Christian community deter you from that because if I've learned anything through dating and now being engaged to Luke is that God can really 
use whatever as a vessel for hope and for relationship and for faith growing. And so it's in his arsenal. So, you know, he'll use whatever he wants to use. So, you know, in the moment you stop maybe looking for a relationship or stop looking for hope, God's going to smack you in the face with it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's good advice. Thank you, Karine, for so much for being on the podcast, sharing about your relationship and some of just the advice that you have. Um, I've really appreciated you sharing it with the listeners. I've learned a lot from you. I'm super excited to see your guys' wedding. I know it's it's in March. Is that correct? It is. Yes. In March in Tennessee. Is it going to be hot? No, it probably should be cold. I hope still. Oh, Maybe crossed. raining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you could do some cute umbrella photos. It'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in to Here's the Dealio. I look forward to seeing you all next time. Bye.